It's the greatest thing we've ever done. The Dippin' Squad. We have no biblical <laughs> training whatsoever. I used to smoke whole chickens all the time. <laughs> Joe is perfect. Jesus is my homeboy. We looked ridiculous. Pretty significantly sized person. <laughs> Mate, you want to slurp us out of here? We would be the worst employees. We would be. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're pastors. <laughs> This is the Desperate Pastor Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3. We're a pretty big deal at this point. <laughs> you always say it like a question. Well, because I, I debated a couple episodes <laughs> ago, do we just continue on? Are we like an episode like 30-something, almost right. 40? Are we Season And then two? we all agreed that it would make it sound more important yeah. if it was Season 2. I would agree. Like we got renewed, our we contract did. was. They <laughs> picked did. us back up and <laughs> right. said, "Please, Spotify said we need you yes. on the platform." <laughs> We're missing you. But welcome into uh, to the Desperate Pastor Podcast. As always, we'd love for you to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and the TikTok. <laughs> you can email us at me at desperatepastor.com. We want you to join the conversation. And speaking of joining the conversation. Uh, it's just Mike and I, the regulars here today. Yes. Nate's on vacation and Aaron's just not here because he has better things to do. No, he <laughs> uh, he'll be back with us shortly, hopefully. But uh, we have um, people vying for the super fans position. And one of the things I noticed last week or last time is that season two seems to be the season of guests. Ooh. So we got to get more booked. But we're out of friends. Yeah, we are. So this might be the last one. <laughs> yeah. uh, we Short wanna... season. Season two is three episodes. <laughs> season three is Then we'll go to season three and we'll just look even more important. Um, but we got uh, Larry and Dave here this morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Look at that. Oh, right. Come right in. Yeah. Normally you uh, see Dave in the comments on, uh, on Instagram or on Facebook, really, and Larry as well. He actually, they both, well, you for sure, Larry, but, uh, real time, you're listening to the podcast in your real time and uh, comments out there like, well, really guys? And you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So glad you guys are here. We got some good conversations today. Ask questions for you, but I do have a question of the morning and, and if full transparency, <laughs> Larry hates this part of the show. Nice. So we should do three. Today. Yeah. I have 14 questions. It just goes on and on. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you. Let's we'll see how you uh, measure up. All right. Let's we'll see what you bring to the table. Uh, He's just gonna give him one word at you. This or that. Yeah. Like, done. Pickles. Done. Ready right. right. No more. <laughs> well, and I did try to justify last time we were done. I think maybe in fifteen or twenty minutes. But then we found out that Dayton, that Nate thought that Alex Trebek was <laughs> Alistair Begg, and that just opened up a whole nother. Like we just we couldn't. Uh, we just was, couldn't. If you could have seen his face when he was like, wait, he starts typing on his keyboard. And I look over his like, shoulder and I see <laughs> Alistair Begg. And I'm like, yeah, that's not, not what we doing. said. He's <laughs> like, I can't believe he's dead. He's not. He's not. <laughs> Let's be clear. You're not breaking that news. He's alive and well and leading his church. There you go. Or something. Uh, so which movie do they need to make a sequel to? Oh. See, and he likes to not know the questions ahead of time. Mike doesn't because then I, he can, like, it's I, just... I can't have to overthink, you yeah. know. 
Wow, what movie that does obviously that doesn't have well, a sequel, I mean, or it could I, be like a sequel, right? Maybe it could be the, the seventh third part. Movie. Yeah. Can we? Yeah. Can we say where they need to stop? Sequel. Yeah, they can do that. Let's do that too. Let's throw that Don't in. Don't you dare! Don't you dare! He's I'm, like the Mandalorian. I'm, hate it. Oh my! Oh, no, you just have to wait I'm forever for that, right? Which movie? Okay, we'll go um, both ways. Which movie do they need to stop oh. or never should ever make a sequel? Fast and Furious. I knew it. I knew it. I knew stop. it. Aren't they in? They're in. We talked about this. They're in yeah. space. Oh, are they? I yeah. thought you were joking around. No, seriously. Hey, the last one they're some like, of us haven't seen it yet. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> don't go see it. Because you know you haven't seen it since Tokyo Drift anyway. I've That's seen true. them all, actually. And that, what's weird is I'm actually like... You're a fan. Huh? Like, in okay. the point to the point where if it's on regular TV oh, yeah. and I'm on a Saturday and I'm laying on the couch, I'm like, oh, I'll watch it. Yeah. But I'm not like, I gotta go see it. Yeah. Um, Never saw one. Oh, you're I mean, not the first couple anything. are no the first couple first are, couple are good I mean I, I think it just, been, it's just drug out the story so it's right. like you know but I mean the first couple it's good but right. then it's like a guy that tells you the same story every time you, you know, see it you're like oh this yeah. isn't interesting anymore <laughs> right uh, but you're the one that says you like him no yeah I'm not like I'm not like oh I would I'm not mad that they're making them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so some. Uh, so you never saw Fast and Furious. You don't like fast cars. And never saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. I can't. I can't even fathom that. Like five minutes you know of it. Yeah. I, they're gonna they're coming in to usher him out right that's, now. That's right. So. That one bothers me. I feel like <laughs> you in our pre. Uh, Pre-recording, yeah, pre-show. Yeah, yeah. You were talk. You do watch movies. Yes, I right? watch a yeah. lot of movies. Yeah, yeah and the fact that you haven't watched that—that that is like iconic '80s. It, it's my generation that came out around the same time as the Rocky movies, so I was more watching Rocky movies. Uh, but you got time, man. Like you can watch Rocky <laughs> and watch Raiders. I don't. Stuff. I don't have that much time left. <laughs> yeah, in he's life. running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, Ra- I mean, Homer. I didn't well, even say this last week, but Raiders of the Lost Ark, that's also like a really um, like childhood memory of mine yeah. because we were my, uh, visiting my family in Utah and I went with my uncle to them. It was like uh, one of the very first movies I remember going and seeing. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how old I would have been. I wonder when that came out. Oh, we'll find out. The very first one, Raiders of the Lost Ark or Temple of Doom or which one was it? I, I believe it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. When their faces wait a minute, melted wait a minute, off. Wait a minute. Ah, uh, see, I don't think so. What's the one with the snake? The Temple of Doom has the snakes. No, no, no. No, Raiders of the Lost Ark, he That's looks it. down. I, and I, yeah, man. Why is it All right, so the question is. Why is it, yeah. See, you know the, you know the quotes. Yeah, why is it Disney World? 80, 81. You were like two. No, I was two. That couldn't be yeah. it. When did the next ones come out? Oh, man. Wow, what if my whole life is a lie? It is. What if we went to see like, what if we went to see like Dumbo? And I, right, like, right, yeah. in my head, I'm like, I was Soul Raiders when I was two. Temple of Temple of Doom, not Tempe of Doom. I, I think that's eighty four. Yeah, I'd been five, four, five. So that makes know. more. That sense. makes more sense. I was young, but he did hate snakes in the second episode. The second, they're all. It's like a running thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. that one. But that would fall in my category. Yeah. The reason that's not wasted. That they need, they needed to stop the last stop one they on, made. I yeah, the last one was it wasn't, pretty bad. I yes. didn't see it. I didn't see it. The, well, yeah. Just like the Star Wars ones, to me, I'm not a big sci-fi guy anyway, but the first three that were first three to me were good enough. I don't no, need no, one. No, I, they, Attack of the Clones. They the, can't make enough. Yeah. Like the new, Especially the new stuff that yeah. Disney Plus I'd is agree. coming out with. Yeah, well, I'd agree the vacation that. movies they could keep making. <laughs> they can always make more vacation <laughs> movies. If they're if they're semi-clean. Like I watched, I started watching the new vacation and I'm like, this, we can't, I can't watch this. This is it's bad. Oh, I don't even know past Vegas. 
No, no, no. So there was a like a new generation oh, of va- okay. vacation. Well, that's the thing. They're trying like, to remake all this stuff. And yeah, it's just because they, they run out of ideas. Right. They got to go with the standards today, yeah. which is like you know you got to throw everything in there. Yeah, that, you know, it's and bad. it's too it's too over the top. Well, because yeah. it's what's his name? Uh, what's the son's name? Rusty. 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 It's Rusty with his family. Oh, and nah. it's but his wife I didn't even know is that Christina exactly. Applegate. True. That is true. Um. He's like, I might watch that. <laughs> no, I'm just like, was she, she, was she was not in any of them. No, no, so. no, no, no. She was in a different family in the suburbs selling, having a father with selling shoes. Well, okay, so we still haven't said what Well, because he, came, I was going to say, because he grew up in, like, New Jersey. Didn't you grow up there? Yeah. So, of course, well, Rocky, Philadelphia. I haven't Philadelphia. grown up yet. Yeah, but that's true. <laughs> you got older in those states. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, but we do need, yeah. Realistically, <laughs> movies with a sequel since they finally put out the sequel book to To Kill a Mockingbird, <laughs> I would like to see them I didn't even know that was a the thing. sequel to that. I didn't know that was a thing. I did. there's, yeah. a, there's a movie, To Kill a Mockingbird, yeah, Black and White. There's several. It's, it's perhaps one of my favorite movies. The like, original or the, the up, they did an updated one with Matthew McConaughey? No, that was, yeah. that was a Grisham book. To it kill, was To Kill you're, a Mockingbird. You're to ki- no, that's a time to kill. A Mockingbird. No, To Kill a Mockingbird. I know what To Kill a Mockingbird is, but I I didn't see that movie that I'm referencing. I just thought that that was a remake. No, no. I know the original. Different different books, different writers. He's looking at me like, he doesn't read. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would imagine it was different writers. The movies are decades apart. Well, yeah, but they found a book that the lady that wrote To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, and they published it like three years ago. And it's a sequel. I have no idea. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, it's is a really good book, and I'd like to see the movie. I'm gonna read it. There you go. And that would be a sequel. I get where you're going. Yeah. That, so, the, but people don't even know the. Book. I didn't know the book existed. In the original movie, there's a guy named Boo Radley yeah. who you don't see for the whole movie, and at the end you see it, and it's sure. actually Robert Duvall. Spoiler. And does it show up? That character show at up the very in the se- end in the second book, though. Have you read the second book yet? Yeah, I read. I read it like a week after it came out. <laughs> yeah, but is that character? No, because no. they're grown up. Uh, oh, it goes, it so goes way forward. He's probably yeah. way dead by Dead. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that was Robert Duvall, though. That's, yeah. This is good trivia. See? It's good. So yeah. It's the total see, opposite we, of where we normally because are. with right. no context, we need a sequel for To Kill a Mockingbird. could be really wildly interpreted. <laughs> right. Well, it, it's True. my favorite book and my favorite movie. So. Okay. Of Mice and Men. That's one of my favorite books. Yeah. The movie, like, bothered me. Like, creep me out. Really? Yeah, the one with Vincent D'Onofrio or whoever. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. I just... See, movies that creep me out is Gone with the Wind. <laughs> I've never watched it. Because they kill Superman within the first 10 minutes of it. Spoiler alert. So... There's all these spoiler alerts today. Yeah. Wait a minute. That's a phrase, right? Superman's not in it. George Reeves, who the, played the, Superman. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, right. right. I'm so, I've never watched that movie. I've never either. You haven't missed anything. Yeah, <laughs> well, good to know. Uh, I like uh, Back to the Future, at least one in three. Two, I'm like, eh. I yeah. like the storyline of two, but... That falls into the category of movies that we watched with our kids. And I was like, wow, they swear oh, yeah. a lot more they than do. I right. remember yep, in this right. movie. Even Mr. Marty McFly. Like, yeah. Oh, man. yeah. My but kids are in the room. <laughs> I did. I've, I love those. Those were big... Like movies of growing up, I think that's how it falls. Yeah, right. You have like sure. a spot for these. Well, it makes sense to kill a mockingbird, then. <laughs> <laughs> and and gone with the wind. Obviously, nineteen thirty something. Charlie Chaplin. One of my favorite was right before the talkies came out. Right. Yeah, you know they all went downhill when they started putting microphones on those movies. <laughs> right. I, I would weird. say Tom would know these movies, but he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. He no. would. He never mind. Uh, Sorry, Tom. 
So I can't answer your actual question. A yeah, movie they need to make I a sequel really to? I can't really think of one that I want a sequel you, to. This is the first time you've been stumped, ever. Yeah. Ever. Maybe sometime during today you will... Well, the reason I feel that way is that most, if they're a good movie, if it's a movie I've seen and I like and it's written well, it, the story, it's hard to visualize the story sure. needing to move on. And if it's not, or if it's a good movie and they wanted to move on, they've already planned it and they're making it. Correct. <laughs> so that's happening a lot more with streaming. So we just yeah. watched on Disney Plus... Mysterious Benedict Society, I guess. Yes. Very good. Really good. Oh my goodness. We my kids and my we were like they were mad at me because I'd be at I'd be at meetings and they'd be like, get home. We want to watch what because they're like 50 minutes. Right. Like we want to watch at least two because every episode is like, oh, I want to know. So we finished it, but now I looked it up and they're like, it wasn't even originally intended to have multiple seasons. Really? But they think it's going, they're going to pick it. I mean, the way it ends, you would think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No spoilers. Yeah, don't spoil it. It's a great show. It's kind of quirky. Four four in or five in or something like that. There's eight, yeah. Yeah. It gets very good and is cool. There's a plot twist that I did not, none of it gave my entire family goosebumps. Hmm. Timmy dies. No, 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 no. Like, (laughs) you're like, it's so deep. It's so deep in the story. You should watch it. You would, it'd be, well, I'd have Disney plus. So yeah, well, you should. So I mean, Marvel, like, I don't like any of that stuff. I like like uh, Iron Man. Is he Marvel? Yeah, I like Iron Man. Don't you just I don't no like just, you don't like Iron Man because you didn't know. I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> just stop. I like his sense of humor. I'm not like I'm not a big sci-fi guy. I'm just not. not well, I guess sort of kind Marvel of like sci-fi. I don't know. But it's not sci-fi. Like it's not yeah. like Star Trek or right, whatever. Right. I mean, it takes a lot of it takes place on Earth. Right. Right. Uh, what we'll about say. the one that went on for two hours or three hours? Whatever that. No, we get it. We're saying it has those parts. But like when you so say how sci-fi, I just, I just proved you wrong, and you're like, uh, no, no, no. I'd say it's get action it. movies. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not action sci-fi. sci-fi. We'll hyphenate it. Thank you. Listen, that in okay, Star Wars. I didn't even address this when you said it. Oh, I got to go back on that. Do you understand how much literature is out there? How many books and storylines have been written, volumes of stuff on Star Wars? No. So there's a universe like oh, Marvel. Sure. Cin- sure. So for you to say, I'm good with the first three. Yes. Which is the second half of right. the story. Agreed. <laughs> I, I agree. I totally understand it all. I'm just saying, like, I just. You I look can't. defensive. I'm yeah, very. Calm defensive. down. I'm very. <laughs> Please don't raise your voice, sir. I, I've seen Star Wars less than I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. Less? So, yeah. Wow, that's. You've wow. not seen Star Wars? I of all the stuff you've watched seen. watched it, but watched it with my eyes closed. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Listen, I, I think there's a bit of an elitism going <laughs> a on. A little bit. Like, <laughs> I think the one, it, like, I really want to see, like, a fourth Matrix. Okay. I have all the three. I have the first three. <laughs> like, and I've never I want to see the yet. next piece. I got to watch them. I know. I want to watch them. I just you've never watched, watched them. I have them. I have them. I've just never watched them. Wow. Have you seen The Matrix? No. Oh. Yeah, that's Nate, a- come back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I, I, Again, I tried to watch it and it lost my interest real oh. quick. Wow. No, I've you- seen the movie Wild Hogs like 150 <laughs> I times. I like Wild Hogs. <laughs> Listen. I like Wild Hogs. I, I, I immediately feel better about my choices in <laughs> <Yeah>. movies. <laughs> the Matrix. That is a, I mean, again, yeah, it broke ground visually. Yep, I get it. And then technique. And the storyline is like an existential story yes, about yes. existence. And sure. I get it all. You just I'm like, not against it. Just give me Mel Gibson on a Harley. <laughs> well, Mel Gibson's not in that movie. I could Thanks. care less if I wow. got it right. <laughs> Who is relevant now? Who is? There's three. Tim old. Allen. Okay. Uh, the guy that. Oh, I oh, John Travolta. I, John Travolta. That's the guy you're. Yeah. Oh, that, there we Martin go. Lawrence. There's a guy who fell. Martin Lawrence, and then I, what's the last guy? Ed? The guy that played. Uh, 
Yeah, I can't think of his he name. He was in Fargo. He's in... Uh, Steve Buscemi? <laughs> no. Steve Buscemi should be. He's the greatest actor He's in the very history good. of actors. The greatest We agree actor. on that. The guy that's married to Felicity Huffman. All right. He was on Shameless, the TV show. He was in all those... Red uh, William H. Guys. Macy. That's it. Yeah. Thank you, Google. Is that a store? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. All right. Second question, real quick. This is easy. <laughs> Paper or plastic? <laughs> no, no, you don't understand. My only goal was to drag this part out forever so that the episode that Larry's on, he has to go. We spent forty minutes. Yes, yeah. um, I've already put you guys on one point five two. So I listen. I, listen at, I don't ever. Well, real quick though, yeah. you gave the that we took all that time for you to get to something I never thought of, which is we need another matrix. So see, yeah, it, we go. need time to develop. Yeah, it does. Okay. It does take time. What did you yeah. ask? Uh, paper. paper or plastic? Paper. Plastic. <laughs> Oh, for, for groceries. I don't know. It's just, it's just a question. Paper, <laughs> paper or plastic? No, for houses. Yeah. <laughs> 3D printers. Uh, I tend to try to not use bags. You just, just carry, carry yeah, huddle them. I mean, pla- um, plastic I straight up use sure. plastic. Yeah, I, I use plastic, I figure. If you're a real man, no offense to any gender anything, but if you're a real man, you want to try to see how, how many, many bags try. you can carry. I can carry them all. Yeah. I mean, but you're only shopping for two right now, so... No, three. I got f- okay. Nice. No, see, I'll double bag the paper bags and then carry them all. I can't do that. Because I'm a real man. That's I got true. Long you do have really long bags. I, I mean, when I use paper, I feel like I'm slightly a better person. I care about the world. You could cover And I books. feel like it's the 50s. I could cover my school books. Which you waste your neighbors. Yeah. Good afternoon. Hey. Good evening. Good night. Uh, but I definitely use plastic. Yeah. That was a good movie, by the way. Truman. Yeah. Truman. Yeah. The Truman Show. Sorry. We'll probably get the Truman Show. What's that? Which is very like which is very much like The Matrix. The Matrix. But see I could I could full circle. I like the Truman Show. I don't know that I can I've heard that they're really good. And I know I get the references and I've seen the things, but I have them, I'll watch them. Jeez. I told you to watch Psych and you won't do it, so I don't know. Yeah, that's not on the same level as not watching (laughs) the Matrix. Really? No. It's a TV show, right? Psych? We're talking about a global oh, phenomenon. How do you know the psych movie? Not? Didn't they? A psych movie. They made two movies. Yeah. I never saw well, when they make either. a third, we can both go. watch our trilogies. Wow. <laughs> Compare notes. I mean, they just had eight. And seasons, when Keanu is in Psych, I'll watch it. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. How about the Bill and Ted? Last one, Bill and Ted's? No. Uh, the Bill and Ted was good. The, the second one. Cheesy, funny, I, I love them. I, I, I tried watching the third one three times, and I fell asleep. The new one, right? The one just came one? out a couple years ago. Yeah, just oh, came out. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like their daughters are now like them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I can't. I can't. No. Another Fletch movie I would watch. <laughs> Fletch is good. I watched Airplane? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> Striker, striker. He has. To, he's like, wait a minute. People from my church listen to I know. this. It's kind of inappropriate. <laughs> it is kind of inappropriate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you make out of this? Uh, I can make a hat, a brooch, pterodactyl. <laughs> See, isn't that better than never heard of it? <laughs> it is. The Naked Gun movies. Yeah, those are funny. Those are funny. Good. That's my kind of humor. My wife rolls her eyes at that humor. She's yeah. like. Yeah, see, I'm kind of the same. I can't deal with the slapstick. Like, <laughs> but like, it's oh. it's like stupid humor. Like, yeah, you stupid know. humor. I mean, airplane's iconic. It's just it's so bad. It's funny. Yeah. Like, so when I was twelve, it was cool. But <laughs> when he yeah. said he had a drinking problem and he pours it down the front of him, <laughs> well, it's like the movie Slapshot with Paul Newman. Oh that my movie. goodness. <laughs> That, I saw that when I was I've a long time ago. I, I saw that in the movie theater when it came out. Oh, no, so. my. Yeah. <clears throat> How about Strange Brew? Never, Never saw it. it. Oh, okay. You should. That's uh, 
Rick Moranis and some other mm-hmm. guy, maybe Dan Aykroyd. I don't think it's Dan Aykroyd. Is it John Candy? It's not. No, no. They're like Canadian. So we transition. See what happens. I'm going to tell can- you who it is. Yeah, you know. it's it's funny. I mean, it's real dumb funny. It's like a Canadian comedy. It's real heavy and like there. Yeah. So Canada actually did give us something. Something, yeah. They gave us bacon. Bacon, ham. ham. And showed us how to close the borders. Dave, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis. Boom, here we go. Now. It's Speaking a, of those edits. I don't talk about the border. <laughs> who? I forgot to give the... So wait, who, who, uh, Dave Thomas. I thought he worked at oh, Wendy's. Oh, Wendy's, yeah. That's Wendy's. Um, Triple. What? The... Uh, I forgot to say at the very top of the of the episode that all the comments that would be made today are not truly <laughs> represent the representative of your church <laughs> or the brand the or the brand, brand that the is brand. the desperate pastor. By the way, I was meant to say last time too that we still have some shirts available. So if you're interested, reach out to us, let us know because we're they're just sitting in a warehouse, so which <laughs> the, is known as Deb's house. But uh, we should have went with such a big order, <laughs> ten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I wore mine though, and people. I got mine too. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I, I wear mine all the time. The smoked chickens one. People ask questions. Don't they, they do. I wear that when I put a rubber donut on my head. <laughs> <laughs> so we're giving out free donuts oh, every other week, okay, yes. and he found a pool float that he gets people's attention with as they drive by at 60 miles. I've an seen hour. that. Yeah. You've not seen it. I've seen the pool floats. Yes, you know. Uh, but we are excited you guys are here today. Um, we're going to kind of get to know you a little bit and talk about worship and maybe talk about some other things, wherever it kind of leads us. Uh, but Larry is our worship leader at Northampton, the best church in Cuyahoga Falls. That's it's safe. The best church in former Northampton, even more narrowed it down. <laughs> uh, he uh, has his own podcast, which he said not to mention, uh, but he's going to yeah, mention right. it anyway, Living Interestingly. It sounds, uh, it's very like low key and it is. like it talk is. about life and goals and all that kind of stuff. Um, yep. but he's been at our church for a long time, like longer than you realize. 2004 like years, yeah. five years, something like that. I don't know. Showed up one day and they're like, you need a worship leader. I'm like, yeah, we do. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to Disney. I'll be back. <laughs> but, uh, can I want to hear your story today? And, uh, yeah, story, a, yeah, okay. a story of faith and kind of who you are. And oh, jeez, you know, so buckle up. Back in nineteen ninety. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, so for me, um, I mean, obviously, I've been well, not obviously, I've been doing worship for uh, about, I'd say, almost thirty years. So and you mean leading worship? Leading worship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, been involved in different different churches. Was involved in another church. I won't mention the name just because, you know, it's not the best church, obviously. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I know, right? I'm going to share this with your friends. No, no. It won't listen anyway. (laughs) Um, But no, I've been involved in in pretty much a lot of different aspects of worship. But for me, uh, I grew up in California Hmm. and came to know the Lord through youth ministry. So I was one of those kids that, you know, basically was... uh, you know, I used to ride skateboards, me and my buddy, and we, we ended up at a church. And one of those situations where I wanted to date a girl and the mom said, mm. well, if you go to church and then you can, you know, you guys can go out. And of course we didn't go out and I found the Lord. So That's there you good. go. Um, <laughs> it's a great uh, mission. I know, right? Um, but no, just as far as the story of faith, been a believer since I would say, you know, 15, 16, always been around church, um, went to Azusa Pacific. So went to a Christian university because of the impact of the youth pastor and um, ended up in Ohio and, 
yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy adventure for me, uh, for the most part. Like I said, being involved in worship, being involved in a few different churches, and really kind of focusing on smaller churches. Yeah. Like I've, I started the worship ministry in a very large church in California, and it's not that I had a, a you know bad bad experience, but I've always found myself in a smaller, mm-hmm. if you will, hundred so or less church, and that's been my entire you know, time in ministry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. This is always a hard, hard question. Like, what is your yeah, story of faith? You should, you should always have that ready to go. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> the elevator speech. Yeah. Uh, but we have Dave who is vying for the significantly sized individual because he, he kind of says he resembles every mark maybe or something. He's bigger than, uh, <laughs> than uh, Nate's brother. And so we're actually, you guys faced off at the donut thing. We, I think. we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, there was a, like on a Discovery Channel thing where you see that like this <laughs> battle for dominance. They're like Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex. Right. And, and <laughs> he has been watching a lot of Jurassic Park. Yes. Uh, but Dave uh, came to our church uh, a year ago. September, year ago, September, yeah. So it's yeah. not been even a year. No, it yeah. seems wow. like it. It has seemed, seemed like a couple of years, really. But uh, Dave's a drummer, so he's known as Dave the Drummer, at least around our parts. Yeah. Around Which, every part. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we see the videos of you. Uh, so yeah, what's your story? You came from Jersey. Came from Jersey, but I was uh, worked with a guy who used to give me the little tracks. Oh, okay. And I was purebred Catholic, so okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, no. But I read them <laughs> and sure. I remembered them. My favorite was one called "You Goofed," and it was great. I loved it. But then so, we, we, so you liked our episode when we talked about tracks? Did you? <laughs> I did. I, you talked about tracks, and I was like, hey, I like those. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Oops. And then right. Linda. Uh, my wife gave me a copy of Left Behind. Okay. And yeah. I read it and I thought it was great. And then I got mad, thought she was poisoning me with Christian propaganda. Sure. And uh, we fast forward past that. Um, I lived in Staten Island in an mm-hmm. apartment. And there was a church across the street, which it turns out one of her coworkers from here's family started. Wow. And now they have a church here. So I started going there. And it was uh, strictly King James. Bible. Okay. <laughs> no drums nice. in the worship yeah. team. Yeah. I moved out to Ohio three years ago, and uh, we were looking for a church, and Linda found you talking. Mm. And she goes, watch this guy. And I'm watching. I said, there's no drummer up there. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> so then I came out the next week, and, you know, fortunately, Larry was kind enough to ask me to come back and play if I wanted to. Uh-huh. And it's out of every show I've ever played in my life, I get more enjoyment out of these four songs every week. Mm than anything else. So it's, cool. uh, it's great. So I was baptized back in 2005. Okay. And the rest is history. Sure. Nice. <laughs> and we're making history. So. Yeah. Because that was, uh, for us, that was a season of COVID and uh, <laughs> God had a way of whittling down the band to, right. uh, in January, it was like, I remember the first Sunday in January, it was you and a band in a box. Yep. <laughs> band in the box. And that actually, we didn't know it at the time, but going into COVID, uh, it worked out well because then you were in your house in your studio and I was in my basement and Nate was at his house and we right. were producing this Sunday morning thing. Uh, but it worked out because. Oh yeah. We I mean, were, it just, I mean, the timing of it all worked out. I mean, it, it and it was interesting cause I was something I was not like, I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it at right. all at first. Right. It was like, we got to do the tracks. It, it reminded me like the old school where we used to have, you know, cause you just sing to cassette tapes. Oh know? yeah. And, oh, yeah. and I just, I really struggled with that, but it was like, God just kind of opened up the door and, and gave me the, you know, 
comfort, you know, comfortability, if that's a, sure, word, that's a good word, the idea that, you know, this, this can still be worship, even though it, it just felt very karaoke ish at, yeah. at, at times. So, but it all works. Yep. And then we open the door for Dave to join. I know. So that's good. And if anybody's out there, <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get, and let me get another plug. Right. Like a guitar player, right. a couple more piano players. If God know. so leads you, if God so yeah, leads right. you, yep. you know, if you're already at a church, please don't, you know, don't abandon your church. So I mean, we let, can, unless you want to, right. I mean, we can pay to. you nothing. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get, get rewards free, in heaven. Free donuts every two weeks. That's, that's right. True. That's right. If and even every Sunday, yeah, right. yeah, every true. Sunday I'll bring donuts. If that's all it takes. If that's all it takes. We got donuts. So worship, you guys both are involved in worship. Um, one of the things that we know about worship, somebody has said, this is not biblical, but it sounds biblical, that when Satan fell from heaven, he landed in the choir loft, meaning <laughs> that it is that worship in the church is probably one of the most divisive arenas. I mean, we're divisive in a lot of ways, but one of the most divisive arenas, and, and you'll never make everybody happy. Like, I wish we sang right. more hymns. I wish we sang less hymns. I wish we had more drums. I wish we had no drums. And it's people all over the place. And uh, what kind of experiences have you guys had with that? I mean, I, how do you how do you try to make people happy? Do you have should you try to make people happy? Well, I think there's a part of it. I mean, I know because well, it's, it's interesting when we, when we came to North Northampton, you know, it was literally the, the Sunday that we had the, the health report. Oh, yeah. And I'm reading this health report. Yeah. And I'm just blown away that worship was actually on it. Yeah. And because I agree, I think it can be divisive. I think, you know, I've never gotten into the, you know, somewhat of the hymns versus choruses. Sure. I've always looked at, I mean, every service, every everything that I do, um, trying to, uh, again, understand the congregation, where they're at. And I think that's where for me, I've always, you know, because I, I do both. I mean, sure. I, yeah. I really try to mix a lot of different things up. A lot of it for me is still, and is, I guess kind of my philosophy is really to, I mean, worship and then what you may do when you're preaching, it's got to, it's got to go together. It's yeah. not two, oh, there you go. two separate Rookie. things. I know, right? I'm talking <laughs> the mic, hands. Yeah. It can't be two separate things. And I think that's where a lot of churches, it's like you, you do see it can become divisive, even to the point where you see, you know, people will say, well, if this worship leader leaves, then mm. I'm going to go with sure. her. And, yeah. and, or, and I don't think that that's, that's not a healthy place to be. No. So I think, yeah, you can't please everyone with it. I think at the end of the day, it's, you know, that, and I don't remember the artist, but then you talk about the audience of one. And yeah. I really try sure. to make sure every week I'm reminding folks that it's not about the people on the platform. It's not about anything we're doing. It's a collective that we are all together worshiping. My, my job is really just to put it together and uh yeah anyway i was saying i think it's 10th avenue north I, could avenue. Be wrong. I was gonna say that too but i i did a quick uh no no that's not even right never mind <laughs> yeah that's not even right um you, you didn't find it well yeah. it says audience of one and then it's it's rise against i don't i don't think that's the right song <laughs> yeah I don't think it's but I mean, that's the that. point, though. I think if you if you allow it to be divisive, then it can be. And I think big daddy weave. Sorry. If people, you know, I mean, it's really a reflection, I think, of and I hate to say it, but I mean, I think it's a maturity sure. issue. I think if, if you if you view and, and the other thing, too, is if you view worship as just the singing. Right. I mean, more more times than not. I mean, it should be a lifestyle. It should be about who you are as a as a believer in, in Christ. Yes. Should should be the foundation for all that. And. You know, it's tough. So, 
Well, worship should come out of who you are, that I can work as worship, I mm-hmm. can sing as worship, I can live as worship. And we have distilled it down to a few songs on Sunday as worship, and, and right. we've lost it. Listen to that podcast. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it by name, but just what hit me yesterday, uh, the fall of Marcel. That's yeah, that rise podcast. and fall. That's what. Um, just what hit me was I wonder... Let me try to put this into words because I wasn't even thinking about saying this, but how we have we have a form of Christianity today that's almost like a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. And I don't we need to get back to biblical Christianity, the biblical church. And we talk about that and we talk about acts and we talk about all that stuff. But what we so we talk about it and we know, say, what the first century church looked like. We say, yeah, we get it. But then we just make a copy of the latest church brand and we try to make it our own. And I feel like, you know, when you make copies of copies of copies, like you lose stuff and it becomes degraded and it becomes like, you know, like, Oh, it's not the greatest. And I've said this for a while of like, why do we do what we do? Why, why do we, even down to communion people, we haven't done communion in the service for a long time. And I'm, I'm okay with that in the sense that I'm not against communion. Uh oh, <laughs> I'm not. I mean, it's one of those things that we should, but it's, but, but we have taken for what it was, where it's a shared meal and it's time together and remembering the cross, remembering the sacrifice that was made. And we've copy, copy, copy all the way to, it's a part of a service where someone stands up and just speaks about it. And we all just kind of like in this, I almost said lethargically. That's not the right word. Lethargical. That's the word. Yeah. Uh, we just, we take it and we, we try to get people, but it's not, it's not the same. And, but it like, even it's, a, it's a challenge and a struggle for me because I grew up in the, the eighties, nineties, that church culture, the culture that you even hear about in with Mars Hill and others. And so that, so we have our brand of Christianity is coming out of that as opposed to, we know what it says in the scripture. <laughs> And we say, yes, we get it, but we're going to continue. Like, why do we do Sunday morning? Why do we do two or three or four songs? Why do we, why do some churches do a half an hour of worship and then 45 minutes, an hour of speaking? Like, why do we do what we do? And that's really been a struggle with even within me. And this is kind of even like begin to pull it out more. Why do we, why do we do it? And should we do something different? And are we, are we so many copies away from say biblical Christianity that we're, or are we doing okay? Well, on the, I mean, on the Lord's Supper, I mean, that's something I think you know that we, we made a change three years ago now here to uh, we have a meal sure. on the first Sunday. It was after church, but now it's breakfast. And then we observe, we still have the elements <laughs> like, and three years ago <clears throat> when we did a study of the word, we're like this, you know, the expression of what we're doing here in this moment is while reflection is good considering where we stand with the Lord, confessing our sin, that's all good, but that is not what the Lord's Supper was in the Word. Mm-hmm. It was a celebration, a yeah. remembrance. The purest expression was, you know, right here. If we bring some food out here as brothers, we right. sit here and we remember. Um, but it's been ingrained into the DNA of church. And when we made that choice, we we studied the Word for months as elders. Uh, we agreed that we all had the same conviction that what we saw in the word was not what we were doing in practice. And we (laughs) 
did a three-week sermon series mm-hmm. on those core texts and broke them down, explained what it was. We did a 45-minute videotaped roundtable <laughs> where we shared our hearts about yeah. what that was, and we then rolled it out in June 2018, I believe. It was the first month on that first Sunday. We did a meal afterwards. And, you know, the arguments were this, you know, I miss what I miss what we used to do. Right. The tradition. Yeah. yeah. And and in light of saying they they would say, I, I know I I heard what you said. I know that that's what the Bible says. I agree with the breakdown of the passage. But, you know, I just always really enjoyed that moment. Mm. And so, I mean, we that's what we're fighting. I guess, I mean, when you said that, that you know, when we're, we started with worship, it's the same thing. True. People, people that are in a, um, we have to look at culturally, the generation we're in right now, the moment we're in right now, worship albums are being released constantly. Right. Right. New, new worship is out there every day. Go back 20 years, you'd get an album every six months or a year from like a Hillsong, you know, they'd release a new album mm-hmm. before that, you know, even you had you had Sandy Patty or these right, you know right, these figures right. that would kind of give you a new song here, a new song there. Before that, it was what quartets singing the gospel <laughs> hymns right. and the yep. classics. And so, what happened is in society, things are moving quicker. The shuffle and the cycle of content and relevance is quicker and quicker and quicker. And so, you have a generation that lives in that cycle worshiping with a generation that is on a much longer yes, arc right. and they feel like, Whoa, you're changing everything. Right. Well, yeah. I think it's interesting. Cause I think you see in some respects, cause I agree. I think it's, it, I mean, it's become, it's become a genre. I mean, if you think sure. about it, you can, mm-hmm. you can search the Christian music genre yep. and it's in, and that, I think that's where, you know, being in this for a long time, I've just, you do see sort of a resurgence though. Like I, I think of like Maverick city, sure. if you listen yeah. to it, it's not, it's still produced, right? but it's, it's, it's kind of coming back to, okay, this is more of a, you know, you can see church in it. Whereas yeah. again, and I'm not, got, I'm not knocking any of the elevations <laughs> or hill songs or any of that, but most of that that's being put out, you can't do yeah. effectively. It's, it's great for if you're in an arena or if yeah. you're in this big situation, but when you've got less than a hundred people and you don't have professional musicians and you don't have a lot of those things. And I think that's where it's like we were talking about earlier before. I think if we get caught up in worship, having to be that, then I think we miss out a lot. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, I, I come back to, and not to say that, that worship should be a preparation time, sure. but in a lot of respects, and this is, again, probably more personal, my opinion, but I think when, when it becomes more about this sort of, and I, and I hate to use the word performance, but that's kind of what it, I mean, there's mm-hmm. always going to be an element of that, but when it becomes more of that and you see these, these large groups, and again, I'm not knocking elevation. I'm you not, can say anything you want here. Well, I'm fine. just saying, yeah, I get you it. know, I think when they're, when, heart, when it becomes, you know, they're going on tour and sure. they're doing, and I just, I think we lose something in that, in that that's, I mean, yes, that's going to minister to some, probably some folks that never walk in the doors of a church. So sure. absolutely there's right. a ministry there. But on the day in, day out, the community worship that we do, it's very, I, I find, you know, I, I finally got to a point in my, in my sort of journey where I said, look, I'm, I can't compare to that. Right. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to be where, where God wants us. Mm-hmm. And I think when you can do that 
And then again, you know, incorporating other things. I mean, that, that's my, my big struggle is that, you know, I've been in, in situations where they incorporate drama or they incorporate yeah. more reading and things yeah. like that. And I, and I'm struggled cause I'm not, you know, I'm not an actor. Yeah. I don't know how to right. put that together. So and Dave, yeah. you come out of a background where maybe, I don't know how long it's been, but not, a, it's a very short, like we're 20 plus years or maybe a lot more of your life. Right. Pretty much. I mean, I came out of a background that was organ, piano, hymns, and that was it. And then they kind of transitioned a little bit. And Mike has been in that kind of background too. Yeah. And so you're kind of relatively new to this scene. Like what's your, what's your take on, on what you see? And I have, up until September, I never really listened to the music that we do. Wow. Okay. And, the way that, that Larry presents it each week, like he'll send out these at the songs. Sure. And the first time I listen to it, I'll be like, oh. <laughs> but then by the time we get to rehearsal on Wednesday, yeah, yeah. it's great. And he allows me the mm. leverage to play how I feel. Sure. You know, and realistically now since September, October, all I listen to is this music. Right. It's mm. good. And it's great. My previous church, they had flutophones, sag- <laughs> violins, yeah. guitars, pianos, but never drums. Drums weren't allowed, mm. you know. And, but to me, you know, I never listened to worship music. I yeah. mean, outside of back in the 80s, I listened to Striper when they came. <laughs> Petra. <laughs> I do. Actually, Linda just introduced me to Petra a couple, uh, like two uh, months ago. That was one of my favorites growing they up. They were the band. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, realistically, on my iPod now, I have like 4,000 songs, but I just made a folder of just that called Christian music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's great. But I mean, the, the song Rattle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he Holy plays with chains on the snare drum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> again, good. and realistically playing this, it's made me a better drummer, mm. you know, because I have to listen. Sure. We're playing, you know, we're keeping in time with what we have available to us. Yeah. And it's, it's really helped me over the past year. I mean, great. I've been playing the drums since... 1966. So, back when they were invented, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was rocks. Yeah, that. <laughs> Animal skins and Animal rocks. Skins. Yeah. Oh, One of the things I have concerns about too, and we've talked about this maybe in the past, is the music is coming out so quickly, but also it's coming from sources that we I would say have. Uh, questionable theology but yes. the music is sounds great and there's a great message and maybe in this one song or 90% of the song is great and then you have this 10% and you're like oh, if we could just get rid of that but then you've got the struggle of if someone likes this song and they're like I really like this these people that are putting it out and then they go and they listen to more music they were like oh, we don't agree with that and then they listen to theology and you're like we don't agree with that it puts us on this weird bad awkward track of like this one song from this organization is good, but don't listen to anything else. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because I think I would say in the past five years, really, really past couple years, I've really, and it always comes back when I, every time I come back off vacation, because I have a time to take a break, <laughs> sure. take a breath, you know, maybe read a little bit. And, and, but I agree, you, it's, it's tough. I mean, I'm, I, I won't throw out the churches, but there is, you know, there's a, a large popular publishing sure, house right. that is part of an organization right. in Redding, California. Um, <laughs> but send all correspondence that to has, they, they've got some incredible artists. They've got yeah. incredible music. There's a lot of, of really good theology and songs, uh-huh. but at the same time, there's some stuff that is questionable. And so, but I think you, it's almost like you have to take each each situation for what it is and 
And again, there are songs, you know, we talked about last week, we did Reckless Love. And yeah. that's one of those songs that <laughs> comes in and out. Like some people are, are really struggle with the, the message of that song. You know, I've, I've even gone back and forth myself a couple times. And I, find, I think I finally like landed on the right place. But, <laughs> but I think that's, but I actually think going through that and thinking through that, because uh-huh. I think, you know, I've, I, the number of times people come to me and say, hey, we should do this song, or this is a great sure. song, or heard this song. And I, I will listen to it. The theology might be, and if it's, if it's, if I'm questioning it, or a lot of times I find, you know, you know, I have a certain individual that always recommends songs and it's great for that artist. It's a great song, but it's that it's their personal testimony. Oh, yeah, yeah, and so right, I can't, right. I can't look yeah. at that and say, let's do that in a congregation yeah, can't. Yeah. because it was that person's story. <laughs> and so it's difficult for me to go, Oh, well that's, that's worship. Because again, in my mind, it, Worship is a collective. Sure. And if it's if it if it's not something that collectively we can say to, to God, yeah, then I find it difficult. I agree. So I can't, yeah. Like some Toby Mac songs we had a guy yeah, yeah. which I appreciate uh his heart, but there were some songs it was like, This is not really a worship song. It's a it's a <laughs> something we could sing together, but it's not really say a worship song. But, right. But going back to Reckless Love though, I'm interested because uh like I don't understand the struggle. Like I, I think right. is it is it the key in on the reckless? Yes, like, and that's the whole problem. But the whole thing you were is saying, reckless. Is it the key? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you can change. If we could do it in G, if we could do it in G, do it in no F. Yeah, F, F, the, F, the, F, the F. argument's been that from the beginning. You know, like God can't be reckless, and I'm like, but that's like totally missing it, like English language in the sense, right? Right. right, they're not they're not changing a word in scripture to say right. change the character of God. That's been our argument. I mean, we've had people all the way through. You know, it was like I think it was like a a Christian version of like, oh, here's outrage that yeah. we can have and we can be we can get like hold a position on something personally. The people that I, it's kind of like you know screaming for the sake of screaming because you're, like your point, you could easily say to them like, look, I I get what you're saying, but you have to take into interpret like to me, it makes no sense. Would you agree with that? It makes no sense. If you look at what I bring to the table as a sinner, right. That God would die. It would send Christ to die for me. Right. It makes it's complete. Would you be okay with me saying that's crazy? It's hard for me to reconcile. Right. It's, you know, mind boggling. Like, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm right. like, that's what they're doing. Right. Right. It's, it, they're speaking to this thing. It's overwhelming. It doesn't make sense. It's, um, Hillsong had a song, the the scandal of grace. Yeah, that's a people good had a problem with that. Because scandal, scandal. Of grace. I'm like, <laughs> are you? Li- you know, what are they saying? Right, means something. And we have a art, or not argument, a discussion a lot of times about around songs like, like I okay, so I, a group I like, I love Shane and Shane, and they sing basically psalms for the last few years. Right. They were making new worship out of the psalms. And I'm like, I like that, but I also like rattle. And I like, you know, the, the, what settles down and what do we sing together? Right. I think you're hitting that. I think we should be grateful we live in an age where we can create a whole folder full of music that musically we like. It's right. pleasing to our ears and it's centered on Christ. Well, and that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, I think there's, there's two, like, again, I probably exclusively listen to Christian contemporary music. A lot of it's, some of it's worship, some of it, you know, Toby Mac, it could be, you know, Lecrae, it could be, I mean, name the artist. Sure. And, and I feel like, you know, again, just from, you know, cause I like music. And so it, it, for me, it, it's, it's a way for me to 
still be involved in in music, if you mm-hmm. will. And there's a lot of good stuff out there that's yeah. not filling my head with 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 other junk. I agree. You know, I go back to, you know, you know, it's interesting because a song that I'm I'm trying to figure out because I like the song, I like the words. Here we go. Let's go. Um, but here's a new one. Like so, Gyra. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's one that I mean, yeah. I, I've listened to it. It's got a. I think it's got a great message. But then I, I in my head, I'm going, you know. Are people going to reflect? Are they going to want to say Jesus instead of Jaira? Uh. And, and you kind of are, but yet we don't talk about, you know, at least in our setting, sure, right. we don't we don't talk about the different names of God, and we don't go mm-hmm. into that. We and just so, haven't yet. Let's say that we haven't. Well, we have. We're not against it, right? But it's just, but the, it's this idea, and I, again, I go back to where you're at in the community. Yeah. It may be something that is good, and there's nothing wrong with it. But if if as a community you're going to cause people to question or to, right. to struggle, sure. then as leaders, you have to go, okay, how do we introduce this in a way so that it doesn't, you know, distract? I mean, I tell, I tell the team every week, our job is to not be distracting. That's why we, we perform at a certain level. That's why we practice. That's why we worry about all the technical things. And, mm-hmm. you know, even, even crazy things like the lighting, yeah, right. we worry about those because every time, I mean, we're, I don't want to say we're, we're easily distracted, but, we but most people are. And so, yeah. you know, when you have these songs or you have these things that, that can easily take people down a path as, as leaders, if you don't spend the time in prayer and understanding how to introduce that, then you, you end up having people like, again, I go back to, you know, whether it's reckless love or gyra or any of these songs rattles one right now that I'm a, a, another one where it's like, as a musician, I'm like, man, that's a great song. Sure. I love playing it. I love singing it. But at the same time, if you just sing that song, especially at a non-church, you talk about dead bones. Rattling. Oh, right. Right. How, do, think, you, how do you introduce that? What do you think about the, even sing, sing songs about the blood of Christ and, exactly. and people that don't know Jesus are going to be like, what's going right. on here? Keep my kids away from you. Right. But he's, but, but the, the guy, the pastor behind that song and other songs is another one that to me is questionable. Like early on, I thought this guy is great. He's groundbreaking and he's um, saying things that are like really good. But now like theologically not, we don't agree. And that's concerning because people put clips of him like they love putting clips of him, but if you stop and like, wait, 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 what are you saying? Because at one point he even said, "I am God." And I'm like, mm, <laughs> that's a problem. And well, but again, this is for me. It it's uh, it it circles back to when you get to and I, and again, I've got nothing against big churches. I think sure. there's 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 a place for that, but I think you've always got to keep yourself in check with that. Absolutely, and you need people around you. Yeah. You know, I think if, if, if me as a worship leader, if I'm doing something or I'm saying something that, again, will either distract or be misinterpreted, yeah. I would hope that you as, as my pastor yes. would say, pull me aside and go, yeah, yeah what you said here. And, I, and I, I've had experiences. Previous church I was at, you know, you know, he was very good to you know, kind of talk to me afterwards and be mm-hmm. like, you know, you said this during that little interlude thing that you said. I'm not sure that that. And at times I'd be like, well, why are you, you know, why are you <laughs> right. calling me out on that? But at the same time, I think we need that. And I think yeah. the problem is, is that as you grow and as these, as these sort of, and I hate to say the word mega church, but as they get larger, I think you lose that mm-hmm. where, sure. you know, all of a sudden you put these worship leaders or these pastors on such a yeah. high level that I, I just think it's dangerous. It and, and that's probably where, you know, I mean, you, you go back to your Mars Hill situation. Yeah. Right. I mean, like Mars, <clears throat> Mars Hill is interesting because it was like a uh, 
more of a reformed movement, mm-hmm. meaning, you know, like a, a, a call, like a modern reformation and mm-hmm. reform preaching. And it was driven by the speaker. Yeah. And these, now our current, well, you know, the elephant in the room is that these current mega churches are mainly driven by the worship. Yeah. Yeah. If you really, I mean, Damn. when you say elevation church, you think elevation, if I didn't say church, if we say elevation, you'd be like worship. Right. Yeah. You say Bethel worship, yeah. worship. Um, even, um, uh, there was house fires was a one, you know, Maverick city. It's like, yes. they're so they're not really affiliated. They're a con- conglomeration. I right. think of people. Right. Hillsong and too. Hill, I didn't say, Hill, I was, yeah, I was yeah. like, I know I'm missing a big one, but Hillsong, mm-hmm. um, that, uh, they're even going back to carry Job with uh, gateway worship. Yeah. And that was a church. I mean, so these are, we're talking about the churches, you know, I, and I think, you know, the, before that it was, uh, you know, Rick Warren yeah. and it was figures. And now this is the new iteration. It's like, there's a formula out there that if you put together the right worship team with professional musicians, and like oh, you yeah. said, you concern, you are concerned. We are concerned. Are the words right? We have to be right. Are the, is the lighting right? We have to take that into account. But then you go to another level where they're like, okay, no windows, uh, you know, soundstage environment, uh, smoke, uh, lights and, you know, and, and again, I enjoy being in that environment and worshiping in that way. I enjoy going to conferences and having it be this big, uh, you know, blowout, but I also enjoy going to blossom. You know, I enjoy that experience versus there's gotta be something maybe lost. And then the last thing, I mean, I'm saying I'm going back now. So they're, they're led by these worship teams. That then creates a pressure yeah. that these teams are visible and promoted and on social media and they're relevant and on, and that they release content. So now the pressure is to, to write right. and to get songs yeah. put together. And I think that's where we get these things that are questionable because they're like, okay, well, we, we just released 12 songs three months ago and now we're working on our next album and worship, you know, a lot's been said. There's been a lot of worship music out there. So how do we say this? So then they kind of... You know, they get, or the last thing is they sit in, you know, retreats <laughs> writing oh, yeah. and they're talking about gyra. They're talking about what that means. And, and, and that it could even be cultural. Like you're saying their churches, they came up and might've talked about that, but they have like, they have all this nuance and all this exposure. We talk a lot in our church about, well, I have an, one elder always brings it up cause he's in like management and he talks about cognitive dissonance, you know, and it's like, we speak as leaders in this room a lot, the very room we're recording in today, but this is like our meeting room. And we, we spend hours in here discussing decisions for the church and what to teach on and all that. And we have all this conversation and then we get up there and we communicate it in 30 minutes mm-hmm. or in an announcement and wonder why people struggle to, to catch up. And so when you have this worship music being released that we then adopt and sing in here without having, sometimes you get an interview like Corey uh, Asbury yeah. who did Reckless Love yeah. gave many interviews and testimonies about what did he mean? Right. What was that expression? And when you hear that, you go, if I can hear this man, the heart of where he's saying it's coming from and still have a problem with it, then I'm just looking for a problem. Mm-hmm. But we don't always get that is my point. So we introduce these songs and we then have to interpret them. Right. And we have to, the church has to communicate. If we're going to sing gyro, we probably have to take a few minutes and explain yeah. right. what that means. Right. And is that wrong? I don't think it's wrong. It's not wrong. If it really connects with the leadership and everyone's on board with trying it and think but, that's a good song, you just say, well, okay, let's think of how are we going to introduce it? 
And you know what? You do all that, and sometimes you sing it the first Sunday, and you go, that's just not right for us. Right. Right? right? I yeah, mean, you I've just go, mm. I've done that a few times. <laughs> oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. And Okay. So a little bit of grace, a little yeah. humility. We tried. The struggle even with, with that is like then every time you do that song, you feel like you have to have the same speech. <laughs> just like, record a clip. Yeah, right, here's yeah. Watch here's what I said disclaimer. the last time we did it. Yeah. I think about like with Reckless coming back to that song is Jesus said some things that were very hard to hear and like, like what is he talking about? That you need to hate your, your parents. You need to hate your brothers and sisters. You need to hate your family if you're going to follow me. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. Why would he say that? Like, I need some context, Jesus. I need you to explain. No, like, he just, he just let, threw it out there saying that you got to hate everything, that your, your love for me should be so immense, so strong that it looks like you hate everything else. doesn't mean go hate everybody. And I think about that with reckless love, that that one word on, on the face value, who would ever, 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 ever do what God did for us? Who would do that? No one would do that. Like this is, it's ridiculous. Maybe you call it ridiculous love of God. Maybe <laughs> whatever it is. We had, people, <laughs> we had people suggest that. Well, why, don't we, why don't we just change that word? I'm like, because it's not our song right. and we, and that's not our right. First of all, we just, if we got to go that far, we won't sing it. If it's that right. much of a stumbling block, but really it was, you know, these things are always one or two people. Yeah. They are like, they're bothered by it. And you, what I normally say in those situations is like, let's look around and, and ask yourself if the leadership of this church is, we know about it, we've discussed it, we feel comfortable with singing this, then maybe you should ask yourself, maybe this is a me thing where I'm just worked <laughs> up. About, right. I mean, really, I because it's not, it's, it doesn't mean it's heresy. Yeah. And you cannot like it. There's songs we sing all the time that I don't like. There's songs we play that I'm like, if you asked me, do I like this song? <laughs> like, as far as the structure of it and the... I can say no, but I'm singing it to the Lord mm -hmm. so it can be redeemed that way. I don't have to love this song to worship the Lord because then if that's the case, it's like that old video. Yeah. It's all about me worship. Yeah, yeah. it was really old. It's, it's all like, about me. It, we need yeah. an updated version because the video is so bad. But yeah, it's like we're not. That's what we normally say. This isn't about you. Right. This is about God worship. Right. And if we could take the thing, <laughs> the, the act of expressing praise to God and make it about my preferences, I'm probably wrong. Right. Right. And so I'm not going to fight with that person. And there's a lot of songs I like that I, I know would make people question, like on my playlist, <laughs> mm. it, they might lean maybe towards like a Pentecostal type of teaching, and, you know, or, you know, not like hyper, but it's just something like they're saying things in there that there's one phrase in the middle of a five minute song that I go, I know someone's going to be like, wait a minute. So it's like, we'll never introduce that, but I can worship the Lord with that. Sure. And when I worship here in the church, I want to do it corporately. Right. And so I'm, and as a leader, you have to, I'm sure you've had to lay aside many things you would like to say or sing and do because you're like. It's about serving and I'm trying, you, we say remove obstacles, right? Yep. Let's remove the obstacles so these people can worship God. That's the burden that you carry. Similar to preaching. You right. don't get up there and just say outrageous things. You, you know, you some people do. And well, I mean, <laughs> they do and they get, and they get their face, uh, you know, passed around on social media and they get a lot of attention, Right. but they're not honoring God with that. Mm. And so when I speak, I better be speaking from a place of conviction from sure. the Holy Spirit. Right. This is what God wants these people here today to hear. And I think that is one of the large problems with not those of us that had to live stream, but churches that have went TV based only mm. is that they're trying to speak 
yeah. to people in different communities and cultures and context. I don't see that in the word. Mm. That's my struggle. Sure. Like if you want to go back to that, I see Paul and the apostles traveling and, and teaching in and contextualizing places. the, the yeah, gospel. We're here, yeah. you know, we, we're preaching Ephesians here and it's like, they believe that's a generalized letter to the churches still in this little right. area. Right. Right. Today, like not a big area. And so things that were said there, the things we argue about were because they were for that culture at that time. Right. The things that we don't argue about, which is core doctrine that we have to hold to are things that apply across every culture. Yeah. The core teachings of Christianity, you don't get to go to like, well, in Europe, we believe you can work for your salvation. No, <laughs> you, know, we're, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, like, right, right. And, but in America, I think due to our luxury and our abundance and our wealth <laughs> and our resources, we go, we can argue about the things that don't matter. Right. When we really shouldn't, the word of God would be very clear. We argue about the core things we have to fight for, you know, the core doctrines, but the things, if you're fighting about something in your church that if you went to Nicaragua, you could, it wouldn't apply your standard here, then you shouldn't be fighting right. about that thing. You right. can have an opinion and disagree, but people are dying on these hills that just don't make sense. People leave churches. Oh, yeah. Churches go to two services so we can do your worship for this generation. And th why? <laughs> That's just an example of how how well, spoiled we are. Yeah, I, I think it, it, it. The whole purpose of worship is not to create division. It's it's to unify. Right. <laughs> and and I think again, it's it's one of these things that you know we go back to why do we do this? I think part of it at least for me growing up in this is, is that it kind of, it, it, I always talk about it, setting the table, setting your yep. mind, right. right. Um, you know, a lot of times people come into the church, you know, every week and they, it, it's like a recharge. It's a reset sure. because, you know, we, we go through so much during the week. And so getting together collectively with one purpose, one goal. Um, I mean, that's what it's there for now, how, how it looks, you know, again, I think it, it, it depends on the community. I mean, if, if you're trying to, you know, you're in a, a rural area where it's <laughs> out here in the sticks, yeah, out here in Mayberry, <laughs> you know, where it's, it's like the, the, the genres or the, you know, if you're, if, if, if your entire population is probably more country than right. rock, sure. then, then that's going to be your style. That's right. going to, and, and that's okay. I think that that blends so well, true. you know, I've got a buddy out in, 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 in Seattle who play, you know, you'd think, okay, Seattle, grunge, whatever, but he's in a community where, you know, literally it's like banjos and, and like, <laughs> that's you out know, here too. Appalachian West. Yeah, Appalachian exactly. West. And, yeah. and that's, and, 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 and it's awesome if that's, yeah. if that's where you're, and I think that's where it goes back to where you're saying it's, is I think, you know, these, these, these larger ministries are trying to appeal to so many, so many different communities and different folks that they don't really have, they have an identity, but they don't. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's that's the at least for me when you look at at what worship is in the church, it should be based on where that community is at. Yeah. If that community is not, you know, you go back to, you know, the, the old school before we had TV screens and mm -hmm. all this other stuff, and you had the the overhead projector oh, yeah. thing that yeah. you were doing. Yeah. You know, that's where we were at, and yeah. there are probably some churches still today, you know, that that can worship that. And right. I, I guess that's where I get I get you know a little bit of angst because I again I see 
a lot of these smaller churches trying to be the yeah. elevations and then they get frustrated because they're like, well, well, people should want to do this. And it's, it's just not there. It's like, right. it's trying to get, our, like trying to get our church to clap. Oh yeah. Good luck. In time. It's not going to happen. Good luck. Good luck. You know? And that's okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can clap in time, but I, I can, I can, I definitely can, but it's, it's a funny thing because we know church. I mean, we know of a church that will remain nameless, not in California, uh, <laughs> that is spending reportedly six figures mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to update the screens and the, and you go, wait, what? Like, is that, is that what God wants you to do? And I, I'm not in the leadership, so who, who am I to say? But I go, I know the motivation behind it, which is let's, let's get, let's be relevant. And is that what God's calling you to? Or is God calling you to be faithful mm-hmm. in your community and allow him to lead the way? Because if we go back to rise and fall on Mars Hill, like I don't, I won't say too much cause I know you're behind me, but there's, <laughs> have you gotten to the point where they talk about the structure, the building of their online platform? Not yet. No. Oh, it's, it's just crazy that they're out in Seattle. They bring in these executives and these guys that were touring with professional bands and doing sound and lighting and all this and, and video recording concerts and somebody from Apple approaches the one guy and says, Hey, this, the next iPod is going to have video capabilities Mm. and this is the format that the files need to be in. And if you're the first to the platform, you're going to solidify, you know, you're going to anchor that corner and it's going to be big. And they did it. Mm. And by the time this thing ended, they, at one point the guys references, like they had these certain cameras, which I don't know what kind of they are, but certain cameras that uh, CBS had two of at that time. And Mars Hill had three CBS had two and they had three. He's like, they just, whatever they wanted, they built it because that was the way they were going. And last thing on what I said, because I feel like we may be transitioning away, but I think of, I thought of the first time I worshiped in a different country and I don't know in the mission field kind of thing. It was Nicaragua. We don't talk a lot about that. One day maybe we'll do a podcast sure, on yeah. like what we do down yeah. there. And it's a big part of our, my life uh, and a lot of people's lives, but my family's life. And uh, the first time we went there, I took a youth group and we were sitting in what used to be a tire manufacturing plant, but it was like most of the country, you know, like things are, you know, abandoned. So they were using it to meet for church and they had asked me to speak and I was like freaking out because I'm like, you got to use an interpreter and all this. So I was sitting in the way back of this room and just, you know, looking at what I was going to from the word of God. Um, and they were like probably 60 or 70 kids and a few women and, and no men, you know, and then our team. And they're, this person gets up there and they do, they just start clapping. They have no instruments and they start singing this song with no microphones or a, usually maybe they'd have one of those little arm, a speaker oh, over yeah, the shoulder yeah, with yeah. this. And they, these kids start worshiping the Lord and I start weeping hmm. because it was just this, I'm sitting there it was a Sunday morning. And I remember having this thought I'm sitting in <laughs> central America and people from my home church are in church worshiping God and these kids are singing to God. And it was the first time I got that picture of like, Mm -hmm. God is being praised by every tongue and tribe and language continually with time zones every day. (laughs) There's people gathering and worshiping the Lord. And it was like, my mind went from man away, just exploded out to like, this is a gospel for the world, for the nations. And I think we get so sure that the way we do worship in this church here (laughs) is the right way. And I'm like, God is being worshiped in ways we'll never 
express languages we'll never speak on this in this lifetime and so we need some humility right. you know when we come to this thing god is much greater and the whole goal is it's a collective heart do we gather as you said people maybe have bad weeks i mean think of the good weeks i try to tell our church here like man, if we're out there and the Lord's using you, then when we come back here, it's a time to rejoice. Right. We regather yeah. and we say, God did these amazing things this week. Or maybe your brother's hurting or your sister's hurting and you say, they've had a rough week. God's still God. And we get to encourage each other and we get to worship him. And so it's really a, a struggle uh, for me that so much of what we've talked about, if you take it from worship to teaching to why we do church, your, your question mm-hmm. a while ago, so much of it is rooted in pride. That there's not a there's not a posture of humility that right. God is God and we are not and He's greater than us and that's a good thing and so let's just humbly come before Him mm. and faithfully serve and worship together and teach together and live together and give the things we do see in Acts and God will sort it out mm. but we're too fixated especially in America on building yes like right. we want to build and you know. We want to see people come to know Christ. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we do want to build our church. We want to see the church grow. But when, you know what I'm saying. When your yeah. focus is on, yeah. that's the goal. And the people are the byproduct yeah. versus the people being the goal, the worship of God being the goal, I should say, with yeah. the people. <laughs> and then the, the byproduct is we'll see people drawn yeah. to Christ. Well, into my heart, the, that we're healthy. That's where we want to be. Whether we mm-hmm. stay at the number that we are or we double or triple or quite, doesn't right. none of that matters. Because you could quadruple, but if you're unhealthy, right. you're going to be an unhealthy right. quadruple church. And so the right. goal is that people understand discipleship. They understand what it means to follow Christ and, and they get it. And that's where we want to be, period. Yeah. Uh, there's a meme that's going around. I think it's put up by a church, but it has me thinking about church and then Afghanistan, what's going on in Afghanistan. I was just thinking about this that. One? Or no? No, I was just thinking about it. It just hit me as I was speaking about What's going well, on? Well, so there? the church in Afghanistan, this is a quote, but who knows? I don't know. Somebody made this up. And right. This is just very telling. It says, we will gather and likely die. Church in, Ama- in America, we will gather, and then in parentheses underneath, unless there's a cookout, a birthday party, or if it's a nice day, or if there's a chance of rain, or a little tired, <laughs> or something. And that's that's the unfortunate situation that we find ourselves in, and, and we keep need to keep pushing back against that. But not even, like, I don't think we need to be jerks, even, like, if you're not going to church, you know, like, and make being at church the thing as opposed <laughs> to leading people to a healthy relationship with Christ. Yeah. So I want to be in this place worshiping together and hearing from the word of God and celebrating the victories and praying, you know, all that stuff. Number one thing, if Nate and Aaron were sitting here or any younger leader, I would say the number one or one of the core things to get early is stop worrying about the people that aren't in the room yeah. and start appreciating yeah. the ones that are there right. and be grateful Two people show up. Thank you, God. Invest. I mean, I just talked to a friend. (laughs) I'm kind of um, filling in the role of pastor for a friend of mine uh, that's going through, like, uh, they're a church plant. Mm -hmm. And so they're so fixated. She's part of the church plant. She's going through, um, like, consecration classes. So I'm just kind of, I meet with her to encourage her. And uh, we have a real, we've been doing youth ministry together for seven years at this point um, in cross-cultural ministry. And she was telling me that she just had that happen like a week ago, like two kids showed up. They've been having like nine. They're mm-hmm. small. They're a church plant, you know, in East Cleveland. And she goes, like we had two kids show up and like her leaders were texting her saying, can we just bring them into the back? It was like Sunday school hour. We'll just bring some coloring pages and we can just sit in the back because there's only two kids here. And she said, no. 
and I'll explain later. And she said, you know, she had to have that conversation. God gave you those two kids. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You had an hour with those two kids. Yep. Take that hour, love those kids, and teach them about Jesus. And I think that when you work that up the levels, we get to leadership. We have to remember that. Yeah. And I see a lot of people that are looking over the fence. Mm-hmm. They're always looking over the fence and strategies. And I know I'm rambling, but give me one more. <laughs> give me 30 seconds here. <laughs> It took me a while. I was quiet for the, I was I quiet for the I, first half. We appreciate it. So I used to work at Staples Office Supply in on, in the winters. I did landscaping, and I didn't want to plow because I don't like not. I wanted to ski back then, and I didn't want to be going to plow when it was snowing. So I said, "Okay, I'll work." And I worked out this deal. I had worked there in high school. <laughs> the manager would let me come back like in November, and work until March, and then he'd let me come back next November. So it was perfect. I had a schedule, and it was great. And I cleaned toilets and floors and stocked early in the morning. It was a horrible job. But I w- it struck me because I'd be gone for that period of time. And I would show back up in November. And as you would go to the break room, there's just, like most places, there's a large billboard. Here's our goal, mm-hmm. productivity, you know, you know, loss prevention, all this stuff. And then it would always be the initiative from corporate. And every November, I'd come in there and be a new thing, a new how we're going to put the stuff. I knew how we greet customers. I knew what we're going to say in our market. And this is how we're going to expand the empire of this, you know, the business. And I see that in churches and it makes me cringe Mm. because it's like, what's the next marketing tool that we can get to grow our church. And you don't, when you're fixated there, you're not, you're not discipling. Right. Usually. Not saying it can't be done, we're speaking to absolutes, but you if you're discipling the people in your congregation well and you're loving them, God will, if you make disciples that make disciples, your church will be more effective instead of you coming up with how are we going to brand it or what is this, you know, this church doing right over there down the road. That really, they had great success. <laughs> that's know? what, that's how I grew up. Right. Meaning like in our, the church that I was in or still am today <laughs> uh, that I left and came back to when I was on staff in the mid nineties, it was like, well, what name? There's a church down the street. It's yeah. huge. What are they doing right. that we can, we can recreate? I'm like, who cares what they're doing? And I would even say that like, yeah. why does it matter what they're doing? <laughs> like, what does God want to do at our address in this place, yeah. in this community? They're not in our community. They, by extension, they are. <laughs> but there's no other church right here at this address. What, what does God want us to do? It's the beauty place? of being where I am. Oh, yeah. There's, well, <laughs> you got, well, I do. I mean, yeah, Parkside Church, I'm not afraid yeah. to say it because it's a good church. But <laughs> Come like, on. And because we're not battling. I mean, they're close enough in the sense that people from our community will drive there, but it's 25 minutes. I used to live in this community and go there, yeah. you know, for several years. And it was a great part of my at, you know, learning the word of God in that season, in my early twenties. I mean, we, as I always, we don't regret being there at all. It was wonderful. Um, but now like when you're in a local context, you go, but it, it, it's, we're driving through three communities to yep, get right. there. And, yep. and you know, I mean, Joe and I used to, I, I was a volunteer youth leader in, in his, uh, youth ministry, student ministries in Hudson. And I would drive from here, which for those of you listening is man away, which you probably never been there, but we, I would drive there and it was still 20 minutes there. And then I would get in a small group discipleship and it would be like, these kids go to Nordonia or right. they are from the falls. Right. And I'm going, this isn't practical for me to really be invested in their life or our care group. It was like, you know, the church was 20 minutes away, but people might be coming from 15 minutes on the other side. So now we're getting close to right. 40, 40 minutes, yeah. you know, yep. 40, 45 minutes. So 
local congregation, it's not an absolute thing, but it's good. I mean, you don't have to live in the community. We have people that drive in from a little, you know, a little further out than our local congregation, but we've always held the view that if we start getting 20, 30, 40 people sure. coming from a neighboring community, then we really should consider how can we invest in them to have a local yeah. gathering. You know, that's... That's so hard because right. then you're... <laughs> You're losing. You're losing people, and and they're good people. It's always the ones that are <laughs> right. serving. But well, that's why you got to have a, a mindset, you know. Yeah, I think. But the, but again, on that same token, I don't know how much longer we have because I feel like we're going forever. But you know, <laughs> this is all I ever hear after we're done. It's like, man, you guys. I'm saving. One point five, you can go forever. I'm I know, saving I, I all my criticism well, until next week, and yeah. then I'm just going to trash you for the first. There you I'm go. Just there you go. I'll be back. <laughs> but. But you, you guys have brought this up before. Now we've got this whole, because of COVID, everything went online. Yeah. yeah. And you still have, like, we're trying to still minister to those people right. that are online. But at the same time, it's like, you know, again, it's it's built for the community. Yeah. And so if yeah. people are going to just remain online and sure. they, and, 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 and again, it's every excuse in the, I'm going to say excuse. I'm, I'm, this is where <laughs> you're right, better Larry. than I am. No, no, that's I, good. I, I lose my filter at times because I, I get frustrated because I feel like, you know, for me, if, if you're going to be a part of a community, then you need to be in the community. You need to yeah. be a part of what's yeah. going on. And, and you can say, well, I can still engage. I can still, but, but can you? Right. You know, can, I mean, I just, I mean, it's easy for me. I can scroll through TikTok, YouTube, all kinds of social media platforms. And then you throw in online church. You know, I love the fact that I can, I can check in on all the, all these churches that I've wanted to experience now, right. but at the same time, I'm not part of that community. Yeah. Right. So I, I don't know. I think, I think the context of what we're talking about fits and especially now where we're at and it, you know, if, if. If I believe everybody, what they telling me, I mean, we're going to have the streets right and we're going to go back to all this. Right. Who knows where it's going to yeah. go? Like, I think it's important that we we consider it. I don't know. We, we view I, that episode that we did. Yeah. I got a lot of love from part of the prior family. Yeah. <laughs> but, Which part? <laughs> not you. I know. And, <laughs> I know uh, and, and yet, uh, you know, we just this week, it was really an amazing thing. I'm standing out in our mm. lobby area and this one lady who's, I think, 92 at this point, she's been gone since last year and she came uh, for the first Sunday back in person. But, you know, we've maintained throughout, like for that person, I, that's why we have, yeah. like to Joe's dismay, a very poorly produced wide angle yeah. shot because we viewed it as, hey, this is a look in. You can yeah. you can hear what's going on. You can be part in this way. But we didn't want to, you know, we didn't want to produce it. And we're working through that because there's a role for all those things. Yeah, like even right. to do follow up clips, you know, to, right. to put a little bit out right. there for people to see what a right. sermon looks like. I mean, you got to have you have to have a closer angle. And so they, it all plays its part, but it's like, what are you catering to? Like, I still don't believe in your church. You're like, we want, this is for you guys. It's like, we're doing this yeah, and you can right. see what we're doing, but we'd really love to have you here. Right. Um, and we say that often. Yeah. But I also, we also understand that there's an element. We have had people that have watched us online <laughs> and as a result, yeah, like his wife, he said that earlier, yeah, you yeah, were found, sleeping during that. I wasn't online. sleeping. I was answering a phone call. <laughs> no, you were in here. Was I? Yeah. Yeah. Cause oh. he said his wife, Linda found us online. You need to listen to this guy and how he's a heretic and we should not go there. Was that right like, after the anywhere. tracks? <laughs> 
It was in his testimony. I left right in the middle of his testimony. You did. I was I was very, very uh I heard all I needed. You insulted. said tracks. You said tracks, Dave, and I was like, ah, oh, no, I'm just King kidding. James only. Yeah. <laughs> then he's like, I'm out. I'm gonna make it up a, give me no. someone. Give Full me some disclosure, I left for about three minutes yeah. because I'm a football coach and my yeah. scrimmage got changed for the fourth time in two days. So I'm sorry. I will listen uh, no, to the podcast. No, no that's 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 okay. You know, we're here to praise Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> he has all the uh, He's got episodes and Jerry. Episodes, Jerry, I have a ladybug who meets me at my drums every week and yeah. sits right next to me. And she's there when I get there and she's there when I leave. And she just she's comes back all the time. Because she's not alive. I was going to say, I think the life cycle of ladybugs is... <laughs> yeah. And her name is, her name is Jerry. <laughs> That's nice. Did she bounce up and down as you pull? She does. Uh, she doesn't move a lot. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> she might tap her foot. But I think there isn't. There is a. There's value to the online piece of it because we don't. You and I don't agree, which is okay. Right. We're allowed to not agree. Right. You're okay uh, to be wrong. Yeah, I agree. Cool. I talked to my wife. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> but uh, but I, I think it's it's if you ha- it's not like we went out and spent a hundred thousand dollars to make a you know, like a TV station out of it, but trying to bring people into that community that eventually say. Because it's, it's funny, and I think we've mentioned this before, but people watch Prayer and Share right. say with Tom and Jeff, and then they come in, and they're kind of like, there's some familiarity there. And I right. like that, that, they're, that they feel like, okay, at least I know somebody, because fear is the number one emotion that people feel when they come into a church. And if I can, yeah. if we can break down those barriers a little bit, like, okay, I know you guys, I know Larry, I know this person. <laughs> that yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. I even it, I'm not, and I don't think that was my my point. Wait, was, my wife's calling. Hold on. <laughs> what's the focus? I'm still. With, oh, I agree. I, I I still feel it was one of those things. Again, we're talking about local congregations, and we were in a leadership meeting, and I just felt like we had an issue out here that wasn't what we're speaking. We had an issue where people were wanting to remain kind of anonymous because they were really not in agreement with what we were doing, mm. and so we were creating a place for them. I mean, this is a strong word, but to be in disobedience and to cause division. And so we, we were creating a platform that allowed them. So we had to kind of say, no, this is what we want. Yeah. And we've got to work through these things. And uh, and so for us, that's what I'm saying. These aren't universal things. But I do think churches have to understand while the tool was made available, like COVID hit and you had to go remote. And I've told you, I think your church did an excellent job. I mean, I joined a few of the prayer and share, like you really stayed relevant. You stayed connected. And I, the community, even observing when I would watch those things, I mean, the comment section Mm -hmm. was just like, just the hundreds of, you know, comments and back and forth. And that was community Mm -hmm. out here for whatever reason, when we would do those things, we even would encourage, you know, interaction and put people on it. And there just wasn't a lot of dialogue. I don't know what, you know, what that was. So I think even that's an example to say that was really working. Hmm. You really were creating connections and that was a good thing. And out here, maybe we had more people that were just like, we need to meet. (laughs) Why aren't we meeting? (laughs) Like I told you guys before, I can go to the corner store. (laughs) Like, why can't we be open? You know, I I think out here, the problem is most people's internet is dial up. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have, you know, sir, that until I moved two years ago, I only had dial up as an option or a hotspot for my phone. But it was a 56 K modem. So it was blazing. (laughs) (laughs) I used to, when I moved into my house, the previous house, the house we built, um, I would open like my browser. I would go to like my email that was sign in 
I would, well, I'm sorry, I would put in the address, I would go in the kitchen and do something, <laughs> wait for the page to load, I would enter my, you know, login, hit login and go do something else and wait wow. for it to come up because it was so bad. But by the time I moved out of there with cell phones and yeah. unlimited, it was fine. But thanks a lot. Yeah. yeah. We said that last night, my wife and I were watching TV. We watched the Disney Plus thing and then our kids went to bed and I was like, there's a, uh, there's a baseball player who I really like, Miguel Cabrera. He doesn't play for the Indians, but... Or the Guardians, my bad. Uh, That's so next year. Next no, year. no, it's the Goulardians. <laughs> I like that, actually. But I was like, oh, let me just go to YouTube on my TV and show you like this compilation because he's real funny. He interacts with fans. I'm yeah. like, there's all these things. And I looked at him I'm like, what do we do? <laughs> we were in the Sat dark in ages. silence for so even long. In, even in the church. Oh, yeah. If internet is a huge yep. requirement for everything we just talked about. Agreed. Do you guys yeah. use like iPads for worship oh, or anything like yeah. that. Think yeah. about that. Like you need, need Wi-Fi for presenting and for all that stuff. Yeah. It's like when people come in here and if a room doesn't work, <laughs> the Apple TV doesn't work in one right. of the rooms, they're like, what do I do? <laughs> like, now, I could say before I came to Northampton, basically our church was watching my old Staten Island church and it was great and it was fulfilling, but it's not the same as being there. Yes. Same. Yeah, yeah it, it's not even See, close. Joe? And I went, Thank to the, you, I went to that church there for like 12, 13 years. That's right. And I would go out and do street ministry in yeah. New York City, which is really a challenge. I'm sure. But yeah. I've been welcomed into this church. That's why I'm more active doing the donuts yeah. and everything. Right. My other church, I would just sat in the back. So right. being there, it's great. Thank, but, thank but, you for speaking truth to your pastor. But to his point, he's able to still uh, stay connected. To twist it. He still stays connected to the church that he was yeah. a part of. It's not yeah. the same, yeah. but he's still, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And when I used to watch ER, I was qualified to operate. <laughs> no, that was after you stayed at a Holiday Inn <laughs> Express. <laughs> then you could. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, thank you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, do you want to plug your, your podcast? You, how not many episodes really. in? We are only like five. Yeah. And I, I got to convince my wife to yeah. like let's have our Saturday morning call. I can't even say the word. I was thinking interestingly. It's hard living Intre- interestingly. Right. You have to really like. Well, there's a whole. I mean, it, it all started from like when we had a WordPress blog way oh, back yes. in 2010. Yeah. I kept the same name, and I was like, oh, I really wish I've done it. But it's actually working. It's becoming a whole thing really for us. And we'll see why not like does. Sage Advice or something like that? I mean, because he's Cause, last name Sage. Well, I because it. again, <laughs> it's that whole Spice drawing to yourself. <laughs> I, get, I, get I get really it. uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. People say prior all the time, but never meaning me. Like I have prior engagements. Like, right. Not <laughs> right. with me. Right. Anyway, Dave, do you have anything to plug? You got a drumming thing? No. Sunday, you're going to be playing Sunday morning. I think Sunday, so. I'll be playing. I am the <laughs> safest person at our church against yes. COVID because I am in a cage. He's in the drum cage. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I at first when I found out we were going away from the electronic drums, I yeah. was like, oh, I kind of like them, but yeah. this is great. Yeah, I love the live kit is so much better. Yeah, and so now better. that I've rearranged mm-hmm. it because Nate. Bless his heart. He said, I have no, no idea how to mic drums. So I oh went to YouTube. Yes. And when yeah. I got there, every drum was mic'd and two overheads. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so, so I was like, all right, we can get rid of this. Get rid of this. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're gonna, I'm going to hit you up before you guys leave because yeah. they bought a drum mic kit for here, which is only for the live stream because we don't have a we need an enclosure. Yeah. Oh, it's a live kit here too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to get an enclosure. We need an electric one for our, our student. We got one wait. for sale. Yeah, I might have. To, I might. Wait, wait, wait now. How much we sell? <laughs> yeah, no, we, we have two kits. So. Yeah. Yeah, we we because we have a room that's yeah, just like yeah. cathedral ceiling, oh, yeah. hardwood floor, and yeah. like you, it's 
it would yeah. be yeah you have to have an enclosure on the, on the stage it's yeah. just, it's just but I, work. the sound is so much fuller you feel like you're it's in the room as opposed to like you know yeah the struggle is though is we need live musicians so again a plug <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you want to plug something I really want some more live I mean because it's hard I mean we're still running tracks and yeah you know I don't know I never had anybody as happy to meet me as when I first met you all yeah that's like, true I think it was Rob I said yeah I play the drums oh, right, right here the most popular <laughs> the most popular person is someone that leaks out that information yeah. I'm a drummer oh you, what Oh, yeah. okay. Right. Well, we will we'll buy you lunch. Let's go. Nobody's coming after bass players. <laughs> True story. But you know, it's funny from my perspective because when I, my previous life, I would sit behind the drums not having to pay attention to yeah. words or anything, and I would watch for people's feet to tap. Uh, yeah. To yeah. Oh, yeah. Now on Sunday, since everybody else is, you know, they have to concentrate on words or whatever, I can watch people, and it's great mm. to see the reaction in our church. Yeah. You know, people either closing their eyes, yeah. bowing their heads, raising their yeah. hands. It's, yeah. it's really, from my perspective, it's great. Yeah. And he gets oh, them cool. to do that. He'll play certain things that'll make their hands go up and then down based on how he plays. <laughs> or I break out the light up drumsticks. Yeah. yeah. Or the light Jesus up. chimes. I like those. Right? <laughs> yeah. Or that, that vibra slap thing that vibra comes slap. in. <laughs> I only hit that once. <laughs> He'll say amen and he goes down the chimes. Yeah, I, Although two weeks ago, inadvertently, he hit the chimes because they were in the way to get out. Yeah, like, I actually hit him with my hip <laughs> because the problem with the cage is I can't stand up. Oh, no. I'm sure. It's no. like this high and I'm like this. He's a significantly sized. Uh-huh. Significantly sized smoking chickens. I've never had that problem. Never had a duck going through a door. Maybe I had to turn sideways, but I didn't have to duck. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, uh, we always encourage you to join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you on things we talked about. We talked about worship, but a lot of other stuff with churches and things and more of that to come. I'm sure that's kind of our heart to, to uh, try to help you and help us to talk through these things. And so please do that. And uh, you can email us at me at desperatepastor.com if you want to join the conversation there or if you want to join the worship team you can email larry at no, just kidding no he's not <laughs> no he's not i'm not kidding but hey you have to be able to read a chart and play that's true there, there is some requirements there <laughs> yeah we do american idol rehearsal or uh tryouts great. Yes. and come and come yes. to rehearsal yeah you have to yeah, come you do have to come yeah. and get on time yeah, well, that's, that's Rob Zoinks out. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never make it this long. No, yeah, no. We're an hour and a half in. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's good. This Nate, is about, this is the longest episode. Nate, slurp us out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's all we got. There it is. I heard it. There it is. All right. Well, we'll guys, we'll see you soon. <laughs>